Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Programs team at Vizient. I'm Shannon Hill, Performance Improvement Program Director here at Vizient, and your host for this podcast. Our topic today will cover advanced care planning for inpatients with cancer. According to the National Institute on Aging, advanced care planning can be defined as discussing and preparing for future decisions about your medical care if you become seriously ill or unable to communicate your wishes. Viewed as a best practice in the management of patients with multiple chronic conditions, healthcare organizations are increasingly focusing on advanced care planning with patients, particularly as they may have exhausted treatment options and approach end of life. Today, we welcome Rachel May, Clinical Practice Lead, and Aaron Lightheart, Master Improvement Advisor, both with Penn Medicine, to discuss their work around advanced care planning for inpatients with cancer. Rachel and Aaron, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. All right. So our first question, Rachel, to start our conversation out today, could you tell us a little bit about the background on your work around advanced care planning? Sure. In our acute care setting, we see cancer patients in all different stages of their disease, from the patient being admitted for their first bout of chemotherapy, likely to live for years beyond, to the patient who is in and out of the hospital with advanced stage diseases and little to no treatment is left. Essentially, we are helping manage symptoms at this point and trying to make sure they have some say in how they want their end of life to go. Sometimes these patients are nearing the end of life. Lots of conversations have already happened and other times none. And the conversations that have happened may or may not be captured in the medical record to help guide the inpatient care team. Not only is this stressful for the patient and their family, but also puts burden on the care team and in terms of moral distress, being fearful we are not providing the patient the care that they want. Erin, I wanted to ask this. So you decided to start working on this topic. How did you decide where to even start? Sure. Well, we're in an academic medical center, so we have residents who work with our teams who take care of our patients as inpatients. And a group of quality improvement residents did a project to look at the causes of short hospice length of stay. And they looked at this because the percentage of hospice patients with a hospice length of stay less than three days was 18.4%. And the reason this is troubling is because any patient who's on hospice for that short length of time, less than three days, isn't really getting the benefits that hospice care hopes to provide. This group of residents also surveyed oncology care practitioners, which are made up of nurses, physicians, advanced practice providers. And they found that these providers really experienced less moral distress when they were sure that they knew the patient's wishes, that they were able to provide what we call as gold concordant care. Rachel, I think that moral distress, that piece is so important because in healthcare, quality improvement is, of course, usually centered around the patient, but I think it's just as important that it includes the care team. We're also making processes better for the people who take care of our patients. So this group of residents, the primary recommendation that they came up with was an intervention to increase the documentation of advanced directives in the electronic health record. And this is where our team picked up the project to develop that process. One of the first things that we looked at was the percentage of patients that actually had advanced directives. And unfortunately, this number was only about 24%, which is really underwhelming considering the diagnosis that these patients have. Yeah, when you think about cancer patients, really almost all of them could probably have advanced directives and benefit from them. So our team created a process to have conversations with patients about their wishes in a structured manner in the inpatient setting. 
And we started with a champion-based model where nurse and social worker champions would sit side by side with the patient and review a basic but comprehensive tool for advanced care planning. The patient could take all the time they needed to talk with their family, fill out the document, take it home even, discuss it with their primary oncologist. But the goal was to start that conversation as soon as we could, knowing that even at this point, it might be a bit late. Along with this tool and the champion model that we've developed, we knew we needed a way to refer patients to the champions to really let them know who they needed to speak with. We already had a secure text-based platform in place at the hospital used for providers and nurses to communicate. So what we did was we created this text group for each unit. The champions were then to sign in to this text group and anyone on the care team could message referral to the champions. The text thread, the champions would claim it, go have the conversations with the patients, and then really provide a follow-up of the conversation to that care team. We also developed a process to loop in the primary oncologist, as most of the time in our academic medical center, the primary oncologist is not the one providing the care and the patient in the hospital setting. I'm interested to hear what barriers you encountered in your work and how did you address them? Rachel, I'll put that to you first. Sure. The original tool that was developed was really meant to be an online source. So barrier one that we really identified was that no one really wanted to use it online. Patients really wanted to have something in their hands they could actually write on and share with their family. So we quickly got rid of that online tool and started to print the document out and hand it directly to the patients. Another barrier was the level of comfort or lack of comfort that our care providers had in these conversations. Even the champions, these are folks who explicitly expressed interest in this, and even they had trouble starting the conversation. So we developed a training program for our champions to give them a framework for the discussion that started with a basic question, which is this. If you, the patient, if you're unable to make a decision for yourself, who would you want to be making those decisions on your behalf? Great question. So what outcomes have you seen from your work on advanced care planning? Well, since we started the intervention, we've had over 400 referrals to that text-based group of champions that Rachel mentioned, over 400 referrals in the inpatient setting. And we've helped patients complete about 90 advanced directives. So that's about one new advanced directive per week. And prior to the intervention, it's hard to say exactly, but we estimated that there were about 18 new advanced directives a year facilitated by our inpatient social workers, which means that since the intervention, if you do the math, we've just about tripled that number. That's fantastic work. I'll say this, this next question is going to be a loaded question. What's next in your work on advanced care planning? Sure. First, we really want to transition away from this champion-based model that we've developed. Our goal is to really ensure that all nurses are comfortable having these conversations with their patients. So we started to build this into our orientation process as new nurses are onboarding. All nurses in our oncology department do receive this training. Beyond this work, we really feel the best practice is that the patients are able to have these conversations earlier in their disease trajectory when they're first found to have cancer. Yeah, that's right, Rachel. We'd really love, ideally, an advanced directive and documentation of having had this conversation is already in the patient's medical record before they even get to the hospital. Any feedback from patients or families on this work? We are working right now to collect real-time feedback from patients about their experience and how creating an advanced directive really has supported their care, not just physiological perspective, but also their mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. 
And I'll say this topic is very close to my heart and to Rachel's as well. We've talked about this as colleagues in cancer care. We've both had experiences losing a parent to cancer at a young age. And we were privileged to be a part of families that were already open to having these conversations. And our family members, both of our fathers, they got to have a say in how the last days of their lives went. And we want that for every patient and every family. Totally agree. This is great, impressive work that you've done. I think this is something that all organizations can benefit from hearing your story and thinking how they could incorporate those lessons learned in their work. I appreciate your knowledge on this topic and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Of course. It's our pleasure. Our thanks to Rachel May and Aaron Lightheart with Penn Medicine for sharing their story. And thanks to you for listening. For Vizient's PI Programs team, I'm Shannon Hill. Please join us for more knowledge on the go. Subscribe today, like us, and send us your comments at PI Collaboratives at Vizientinc.com.